Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Podcasting. Podcasting from Sydney, Australia. This is the Primodcast. Independent, unfiltered, and uncensored. Beginning in three, two, one. Jeff Pete Evans, welcome to the Primodcast. Hey, thanks for having me, brother. How are you? Good, man. Good. Look, I've been a fan of yours for a number of years now, and um, I'll tell you what, it's hard to keep up with you. You've been censored off, I think, Facebook, Instagram. They've all they've all removed your account, man. So what's your main channel at the moment? Just Telegram. Yeah, I've, I just use Telegram as far as social media goes, and uh, we've got our Evolve network as well where we're posting a lot of content. And, um, yeah. That's, that's 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 pretty much it these days. And uh, but the Evolve Network has um, a wealth of information. We've got I don't know 500, 600 interviews on there, and uh, lots of documentaries, lots of TV shows, thousand recipes, lots of meal plans, and um, other content from other providers as well, which is uh, fantastic. And Telegram, I was actually speaking to my wife about it yesterday. As it's it's a um, a wonderful network or platform because it's nearly like um, how I see it is it's it's the uh, I don't like using word alternative but it's um it's like a news platform I popped onto Instagram the other day and had a look um not through my channel but through somebody else's just to see what people are posting and and it's really interesting and I, I love the difference between what Instagram is I mean Instagram is usually just pretty photos of people doing what they're doing and uh but it doesn't really get too deep right I'm generalizing here, but um, uh, there are anomalies in there where there's some pretty profound information to be shared. But what I find with Telegram is it you can access the information from around the globe and easily share it so that people have a, um, a tool in which they can delve further to, to learn more. And the, the reason I like Telegram as well is because it, um, it doesn't feel like you're clogging things up by continually posting. And anybody that knows my, my Telegram page, I probably post 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 things a day. And the beauty of it is I don't actually spend that amount, like a huge amount of time on it. Like when I used to have Instagram and Facebook, I used to spend much more time scrolling through other people's stuff. Mm. Um, and as I said, it, it didn't feel like it had as much substance, so to speak, in regards to what's going on on the, on the on the planet at the moment, and and that's why I'm really I've um, I value what Telegram offers at this particular point in time. I know Truth Social is launching in the in the coming weeks or month uh, in the United States, and then it's going to be rolling out across the world. And for anybody that doesn't know what Truth Social is, it's uh, Donald Trump's new platform um, to combat the censorship that's happening on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and, and the like. Um, do we need another, uh, I guess, open source platform? Uh, I, I believe we do because what we're witnessing two days ago, Telegram in Telegram shut down 64 channels in mm. Germany. Uh, the government interfered with that and, and put some pressure on Telegram. I don't know how they did it or why they did it. Well, we know why they did it. But um, so who knows how long Telegram's going to last for in the way that it is at the moment. So I see that the, what Trump is offering 
uh, is, a, is a, an alternative, you know, and that's why they call it alternative social media or alternative news. Yeah. Um, so I believe we're about to get a platform that will be completely uncensored um, that people will no doubt flock to because people want to know the truth. Yeah. I mean, looking at the last couple of years, it's very difficult to find any truth that's um, being reported in the mainstream media. And things that we were posting <clears throat> and sharing a year and a half ago, two years ago, that, that, or a year ago even for a lot of people, they got people censored or banned off uh, the platforms I was mentioning before, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, have now, you know, not funnily enough, because it's not funny, but uh, the things we were posting are now considered fact. You know, we're actually seeing the mainstream media. I mean, yesterday, I'll give you a great example. Uh, Dr. Nick, Nick Coatsworth here in, in Australia basically said that there's no evidence that masks work. Mm, I've seen that, yeah. He's the guy that was promoting, not only promoting masks for every single person, and social distancing, which is a fucking stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard of. Mm. Masks are probably even stupider than social distancing. Um, that they were they were enforcing this. Well, they didn't enforce it on me, but they enforced it on, on many people. Mm. Don't know what happened then. Yeah, it said recording stopped, but they were back on. So I don't maybe know what I'm happened. Something that's um, <laughs> so people. But. But anyway, I, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that um, well, things that were considered truthful and factual through the mainstream media are now uh, coming out that they were blatant lies. They were put out there with no information, no evidence, and you will no doubt see the conflicts of interest start to emerge. I mean, we know that they're there. I mean, mm. the evidence is already there, so... I think uh, for a lot of these people that have pushed this out there into the public sphere, um, they're going to be in a really difficult situation in the future. Um, I dare say lawsuits, jail time, fines, um, reputation tarnished in a way that, um, you know, they've tried to damage my reputation, but what, what's coming for them will be um, nothing in comparison to what they've done to me. So, you know, patience is, um, is one of those things they say, patience is a virtue. And uh, I, I'm, I'm enjoying witnessing what is unfolding each and every day. And, and if anybody is on my Telegram page, they can see exactly what is unfolding. You're not going to really see it in the mainstream arena, uh, but it will come there because the truth can never be hidden. It will always emerge. Unfortunately, it's usually taking a year or two or five years for <laughs> that to come out. So, yeah, so that's where I am. They can't keep hiding it. And, you know, it's incredible just in a short amount of time where we were this time last year compared to now. Like, I remember posting many things last year um, speaking about the importance of vitamin D. Um, and it was nearly every post was removed for misinformation. But um, a study that's now being acknowledged and, and spoken about um, on the mainstream is that a, a huge study out of, uh, I think it was Israel, shown that um, if you're vitamin D deficient, you are 14 times more likely to have a severe outcome from COVID. And I was like, well, this is a new news, really. We've known this from the beginning. But again, that censorship and, and misinformation, no one knows censorship better than you. I think a lot of people have only experienced it sort of in the past 12 to 18 months. 
but you've you've copped it for a number of years now, and and I've always said that what you say always has always had merit, and they can't say like who determines what's misinformation. Like when they say that you're spreading misinformation, well, who's that person that's saying that? And are they providing proof or is it just lip service? And and that's where a lot of issues have come from. Now, you've got doctors like uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. I'm sure you're familiar with Dr. McCullough, who I had on my show back in August. And uh, he was saying some things back then um, that no one had really heard of. And he was like, it was because at that time, um, it wasn't, I think I'm pretty sure I was the first show to have him on over here anyway in Australia. So um, it was incredible to see the aftermath of that and not only to see people's reaction to it, but also the censorship that immediately took place following that. But now we know that everything he said is was right. It's come to fruition. It's happening right now. So that's a huge problem. Misinformation and censorship is a huge problem. And I hope, um, you know, a network like um, Truth Social addresses that. Um, I know Getter's out there. I've, I did join Getter. I think like a lot of people did after Joe Rogan signed up there. A lot of people moved over there. But it's, um, look, I like to get my show and my content out to the masses. And I feel like if I do it in on a platform like Getter, um, where people like yourself are on there, you, you already know what I'm talking. It's not news to you. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, I want it to benefit others who don't have the, or, or just, you know, listening to what they hear from the mainstream and give them an alternative uh, source of information. That's probably the only issue I can see with these other platforms. But something has to happen. We've got to do something because this can't keep going on the way it is. Um, but anyway, so what's been happening with you? So you, I heard you you got a property or something out of Byron Bay. You're building a ranch there or something. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, um, we opened a wellness retreat here. Uh, out the back of Moolumba, we've got seven cabins. So we, we host every weekend either a wellness retreat or a cooking retreat or a fasting retreat or a yoga retreat. Yeah. And uh, we, we absolutely love it. That's, that's my wife and myself. And um, yeah, it's always been a dream that uh, we've wanted to do. And, um, you know, the, the great thing about being a human being is we have ideas and concepts that we can turn into reality. And that's that's our purpose here really is just to explore and to experience and to turn our dreams into reality and uh, i've been fortunate enough to continue to do that all of my life like every other human has um, without fear of um or having insecurities around what it is that we can achieve in this life so yeah we're, we're very blessed to be able to uh, turn some of our most of our ideas into uh into reality so that's what we've been doing for the last coming up to nearly a year now we've been running the retreats and uh you know i i've often said my two favorite jobs in the world is interviewing people like you're doing to me at the moment Uh, i much prefer interviewing people than being interviewed and number two is um running a retreat it's it's been something that i've wanted to do for over 30 years now and uh, finally uh, through everything that has manifested over the last couple of years it, it gave me the the um, 
understanding that this was what I needed to do at this particular point in time in my human experience. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm loving this, this experience. Uh, just this morning, I, I went to the markets and picked up uh, the local markets and picked up the most beautiful wild venison, uh, free range pork and um, free range lamb from the uh from some of the storeholders here up in north new south wales and i've got to say you know it's i had a smile from ear to ear as i'm talking to these producers and and thinking about the dishes that we're going to be creating for our guests that are coming in two days time you know it, it's um yeah there's, there's something deeply profound when you are so grateful to be living your dream and um especially in these times of such uh, such uncertainty and, and topsy-turvy world. Whereas for me, it seems that everything has fallen into place. The jigsaw puzzle was fitting perfectly. Um, and I believe it can fit perfectly for everybody as well. It depends on what it is that you want to create in this world. And mm. um, I've had the great fortune with things, things flow quite effortlessly for me. Um, and I do believe most of that has stemmed from understanding what I want and then trusting my intuition and then moving forward without fear of how it's going to happen and just knowing that it's going to happen. And, and there's something, there's something quite profound in that and quite deep in that, that, um, you know, I'm not saying from an egotistical view, I'm actually <laughs> departing from the ego in this, in this state and bring it back again to the ability for us to manifest and when we are in alignment with what works for us and uh, what we can do of service for ourselves first and foremost. And, um, you know, I, I will say this, we have guests that come here for um, a transformative weekend and that's the byproduct. but really on a selfish level, this is what I want to do. And the byproduct is people have that experience so and i'll just explain that again because a lot of people do things for other people mm. at the cost of themselves I'll say that again there's a lot of people that do things whether it be the job or career or work or um people pleasing or doing things for others at the expense of doing what really brings them passion and joy so um i would highly invite people to have a think about what they do in life and and work out ask yourself the number one question does this bring me joy is this benefiting me or is it benefiting somebody else if it's not benefiting you first and foremost then you may wish to reanalyze that and and ask yourself the question why am i doing it why am i doing this if it's not benefiting me very well said and, and that's and if the air and often I'll just finish with this because I, it's, a, it's a common one in the wellness space and in the activism space. People want to help other people at the expense of themselves. And you have to ask yourself, where did that stem from? Where, did, where in, in nature, apart from looking after your own children, your own offspring, where has that ever, ever occurred in any species? where that is the priority in life. And um, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that because I think that's enough for people to dwell on. Yeah, definitely. It's a great point. And the, the more, in my own experience, the more you, we get caught up in this rut of this life of, of living, you know, most people go to work, let's just say nine to five days, and they do the same thing. They only have two days to themselves on the weekend. If that most, some people only have one day to themselves and they're back at work again. Um, and they do that for years, for decades and decades and decades just to retire and then die, right? And there's so much more to life than that. There is so much more to life. And it, it does take a situation, a moment, like what we've all experienced in the past few years, especially in the last 12 months, to really, I guess, take the, the risk and try something different. Get out of your comfort zone and, and do something that is different, that's foreign to you. Um, you know, if it means moving off the grid, if it means homeschooling your children, which a lot of parents are now doing, um, and I understand exactly why. But it, it's, you won't find, ha- look, in my, this is just my opinion, but it's very hard to find happiness in this life that we're living the system that we get put in from the moment we enter the school system to go to high school, then university, then, okay, what are you going to do with your life? And that's it. And why should we have to do that? Why should we have to do that? Why can't we do something else? Like what you've done now, for example, um, and we can do that, but sometimes it takes something like what we've experienced to really give someone that final push and the opportunity to take that step. And for me, it was, Back in August last year, I've worked in mental health and um, great job, very fulfilling, but um, I got stood down due to the vaccine mandate and I had nothing. Now I've got a family, I've got children um, I need to provide for. So it was very difficult and I've managed to, to turn that negative situation into something positive. So I just went out and, and decided to buy some headphones and a microphone and just start talking shit to, to other people and and. And that's it. And, and it's having fun, having a laugh, learning something. Um, and now it's, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable and I'm doing something I love doing. And, and that's for me is a huge win. That's a huge win as opposed to the alternative, whereas to, to crumble, give in, um, I guess, and sell, sell myself in an ex- to an extent to get this vaccine that I definitely did not want um, in order to keep a job that ultimately I wasn't really happy in. And it's not something I wanted to be doing long-term. So you can definitely find benefits uh, and positives in any negative situation. You just got to find it. And that's something that you've done incredibly well. I mean, the amount of shit that you've copped in the past few years uh, from the mainstream media um, made it's a credit to your character and to you as a, as a man to be able to keep getting back up and not letting it, it doesn't seem to bother you. No, it never has bothered me. It's just what it is, you know. Once you understand that, um, if we take the media for an example, um, once you understand the game, you know, and it was interesting. I got a text from someone the other day, and, and let me just read it if I've got it here because it was interesting. Um, I hadn't heard from him for a few years, and uh, Hey, Pete, how you doing? Just dropping your note to say, I often think, how you doing? What happened last year with the media was brutal. Hope you're well, mate. I said, thanks, legend. So the media are a lot like flies, a lot of buzz, but no bite. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, it, it, what, what I find fascinating is that many people like that fella and what you just said, you know, that it's brutal. I'm like, oh, 
how can it be brutal? What is it that's brutal about it? Like, nothing's, nothing can hurt me in, in, with what they say or what they write. It's just, it's just nonsense. It's actually beautiful what they're doing because it's exposing themselves for what they are. You know, they're not uh, investigative journalists. They're not journalists with integrity. The platforms, I mean, I, I'll give you a great example. Two weeks ago, when I, I'll use this as the example. I mean, it's a shitty example, but I'll use it anyway. But it was the Daily Mail. And they wrote a whole story about me. And guess where they got their story from? They got their story to say that I said something from a fake Pete Evans Twitter account. And number one, I don't have a Twitter account. So it's a fake profile of someone impersonating me. But they made a story saying that I said this. And, and again, when I read it, I was like, fuck, you guys are really fucking stupid. <laughs> like, could you imagine the same scenario as me as a chef? And I've gone to the butcher or the markets this morning and I've bought pork and they've given me tofu. And I go and cook that tofu and serve it to my guests and go, oh, here's your pork. I mean, that is what they're doing. Yeah. They are proving that, number one, they've got no integrity. Number two, they don't research anything. Number three, they are just, just so poor, so, so bad at their job. Mm. And we've seen this time and time again. It goes back to the start of the story, uh, our conversation. You know, they're doing complete 180s. Or anybody that actually watches the mainstream news, you can see the same publication will write one story here that has one opinion and then the next one has a totally opposite opinion. So they're in the... What, I, what my perception is, is the media's role is to... Um, whether it's, whether it's on purpose or not, I'd say part of it is on purpose is to confuse. Mm. Definitely never to tell the truth or there will be a little bit of truth hidden in the main story. So, and that's why we're witnessing. I mean, I shared a, a wonderful interview this week with uh, Kerry Lake, who's running for governor of Arizona with Liam Bartlett from 60 Minutes. Mm. And at the end of the, the interview, you know, Liam tried to bait Kari with all the, all, all, all the tools that he had, slander, um, ridicule, uh, just coming on very aggressively. And you could just see it playing out and, and watching her stand up to the, the, the sheer nonsense was, was beautiful to watch. And from sitting in the, a position, and I chose to go out there a year and a half ago or nearly two years ago and sit opposite Liz Hayes from 60 Minutes. And when you actually meet these people and you sit down with them, you can see that they are unhappy people. It were, my perception is many times that I've sat down with journalists, they're very unhappy. You can see that they're insecure they're, they seem to be, from my perception, not very well researched. I, it's their fucking job. Mm. 
it's their fucking job to understand, to look at all sides of something. So they've got a holistic view. And as Carrie said to this guy, she goes, this, was an, this wasn't a non-biased interview. You seem like a very biased reporter. And a journalist is meant to ask non-biased questions. And um, so what we're witnessing is the evolution or de-evolution of the mainstream media. They're, they are hemorrhaging viewers. I mean, I'll give you a great example. Um, on Sunday night, I, I, I don't have free-to-air television. We haven't watched it for 20 or 30 years um, by choice. Mm. And, but I, I, I look at the ratings because I used to work in that, in that genre. And I like looking at the ratings every week just to see where things are trending. They did an interview on 60 Minutes this week, and I'm, I'm using 60 Minutes three times here in this story, in this conversation. And, I mean, the ridiculousness of it, they use Carl Stefanovic to interview the Prime Minister. I didn't watch the episode because, number one, Carl Stefanovic is not what I would call a, a journalist that I would choose to watch at any particular point in time. Mm. And, um, number two, they only had ratings of a little over half a million people. We were reaching, when I was on Facebook, we were reaching that many people with the posts that we were doing, sometimes up to into a million. Hmm. And if you look at the ratings from 60 Minutes from two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, and I mean, that should have been one of their biggest stories of the year, interviewing the Prime Minister, especially hmm. coming up to election time. Half a million people in Australia. Think yes. about that. Yeah, that's not. That's like we, we have problem. a population of close to 26, 26 million people. So not even ten percent, which would have been two and a half million people watching that. So let's divide that by five. So two percent of the Australian public watched a long-form interview to understand who the prime minister is. Like it's just, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's laughable now that the mainstream media think that they've got any, any future because the, the way that the trend is happening for mainstream media is just they're losing, losing viewers rapidly by the month. And you just need to look at the, the ratings. And imagine being in a business where your customer base is jumping ship so rapidly. So what, what, what can they do if you're in the business of entertainment and news to bring viewers back? I mean, COVID is a perfect example over the last two years. If COVID didn't appear for the mainstream media, it would have lost more viewers more rapidly than they'd ever had of. It was their saving grace. And with that fucking narrative disappearing rapidly at the moment as well, and just the hypocrisy and the corruption that's emerging. And once this is gone, I, I dare say mainstream media will be um, dead in ways that you, you, you could never have imagined this 10, 20 years ago. And they're to blame because they've sensationalized so much and they've told lies over and over and, and uh, supported propaganda. So um, 
so when somebody says that it was brutal what the media did it's like no 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 what they're doing is absolutely perfect because they're showing their hands and the evidence of what they're doing is evident by how few people are actually taking them seriously anymore Mm. And, and here's the thing, they're going to keep doubling down and tripling down on the insanity, on the drama, on the fucking, because it's a sinking ship. Mm. Yeah. They're just going to keep clutching for straws and just doubling and tripling down. And, and witnessing that is just so beautiful that the, the public, inadvertently, they're waking up the public quicker than anybody can ever do. And, I, and I've emailed a few journalists that have written some things about me occasionally. And I've said, I thank them. I said, thank you. You just got what I'm wishing to share to such a large audience. This is going back five, 10 years ago when I was talking about dietary principles. Mm. You just shared my story to, at that point in time, they were getting a million people watching their show or a little under a million people. You know, now it's like half a million, 400,000. You look at the breakfast uh, TV shows in the morning, the news shows. They're lucky to do 100,000, 200,000 these days. Think about that, 1% of the population. Mm. So, um, so when people feel sorry for me for what the media has done, please don't because... But here's the interesting thing. When you have a fear of what other people think of you, and this is how the media play the game, mm. they will never debate what we're talking about. They'll just ridicule and character assassinate uh, predominantly. So what that does is it's, um, it's fascinating because it, it just shows who they are. And so it can never hurt you, but if you care what people think, that's, that's, that's their, that's their weapon mm. because they think, Oh, this will get them. This will get people. This will really hurt that person. Mate, I, I got over what people thought of me many, many fucking years ago. I couldn't give a fuck what people think of me. And <laughs> it's like, if you that's my Achilles heel. Because if, 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 I think that's what people's Achilles heels are. But it's interesting when people say that to me, because if anybody thinks that, that's been hard for me. I, I'd invite you to ask yourself the question, how do you feel about people judging you? Does it hurt you when people judge you? Because if, if it does hurt you, you know, that could be a really um, beautiful space to contemplate and see why you may have insecurities about what other people think of you. So, um, because it is one of people's greatest fears is what, what other people think of them. So, uh, yeah, I invite people to investigate that, that belief system if you have it. And if you do have it, it's, um, it's pretty simple to work through because at the, at the heart of it, at the heart of it, when people are projecting onto you and wanting to, you to make, make you feel bad about anything, you know, it's, it's their shit. It's not yours. They're just projecting their, their insecurities onto you. So yeah. once you see it for what it is, it's, 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 it's quite comical and um, it's quite perfect how it's all, all rolling out. Yeah, and I think a, a good thing that has come from this is that people are more 
um, I won't use the term woke. I hate that term woke, but they're, they're more uh, alert and they're aware of what, what games they play, right? They know what games they play. So when, you know, you see it daily, it's the fear, it's fear, predominantly it's fear. And they don't want this narrative to end. And it could be for the reason that you said before that when COVID's over, they're probably not too far away themselves. So that they just hold on to it and squeeze the shit out of it and get every bit of it they can. Um, because what does it do? It, it brings attention to the, just say, social media post, engagement, interaction, um, and ratings for the TV program. So they know what they're doing and they've been doing it now. They've been doing it forever, but it's more, I guess people are more aware and, and as to what games they're playing. But, you know, some are worse than others. Well, the Daily Mail that you mentioned, fucking terrible. News.com, news.com.au are my, my fucking number one uh, most hated. Uh, I wouldn't even say hated. I don't even hate It's frustrating. The, the, the articles they put out and it's like, they would have to know that half of the things they're writing about is bullshit. They would have to know for sure. Uh, but they still publish them anyway. Um, they're definitely one of the worst. But it's, you know, it, it's worked out to be a good thing. Because ultimately, you're going to have a population that's more awake and alert as to what's happening. Um, and hopefully, we can all move um, in, a, in a positive manner. I mean, because at the moment, what I'm seeing around me is very concerning. Um, and, you know, I, I do pay attention to your Telegram um, account because you post a lot of really good content on there. Um, and I think you're probably on the same boat as I am in regards to what's happening now. It's not just an Australian issue, it's a worldwide issue. And we're seeing that now in Canada with the Prime Minister there is pretty much, without declaring them terrorists, labelled them terrorists. Um, he's held their funding and, and there's all these different requirements that the banks have to go through now in order to... It's a nightmare. They go fund me, as you would know, suspended the, the thing for the, for the trucking convoy. Um, and that's what people need to understand. That's what's going to happen. That that's it started to show its ugly face as to what the world can be like unless we make we change something because it's not going to change by itself. It's only going to head in the same direction. The fact that you know we've seen GoFundMe withhold funds. Who's to say that's not going to happen to our own bank accounts in a few years' time? That could easily that could happen. It's a possibility. Um, I had Senator Roberts on here a few weeks ago, and he was spoke about. We spoke for about two and a half hours. And one of the main points was a digital ID, which is um, very concerning because you see it, it's consistent, not just in Australia, but the Canadian digital ID. If, if you read it word for word on the bill, it's identical. It's like they've copy and pasted it from the Australian one. And it look, and again, the United Nations, it looks like, you know, it's all been shared around. It's the same thing. Um, and that's very concerning. But in your point of view, where do you see this heading? Unless we do something collectively to stop it, where do you think we're heading sort of in the next five to 10 years? Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, I said from the start, you know, this is a global agenda. You know, mm. this, is, this isn't nothing to do about a virus. If you still think this is anything to do with a virus, or it's... Uh, yeah. People do. Well, unfortunately, so far, but it'll get to a point where it won't and people will understand. You know, um, where do I think it's going to go? I don't know. I mean, 
there's seven and a half, eight billion people on the planet. I'll go back to my original statement that we all are here to manifest our dreams into reality. It can go anywhere we want, mm. collectively and individually. You know, once people realize their power as true manifestors, and once people really get clear on what they want in their life experience, fuck, uh, uh, the canvas is, is blank at the moment. And it will always be blank, waiting for the people to pick up their own paintbrush and design their life, design their dream life. It's what we're here to do. So for me to predict what's happening in the future, you know, I, I hope more people will use their paintbrushes to paint the most beautiful experience that they could ever experience for their life, whatever that may be for somebody. So, you know, that, that's, that's my, I don't even want to say desire or wish, but uh, if somebody said, what's your, what's your wish in life? I'd say just for everybody to create the life that they wish you know, and I guarantee you 99.99% of the people will paint or create a life that will not harm other people, that will only benefit themselves and their family and their community. We're a human being. That's what we, are, um, we have the capacity for. Our default setting is love, unconditional love. Remembering that and understanding that is... Um, you know, that's the question mark. That's, that's the question mark. Will people remember how powerful they are and what their default is? As, you know, human beings that can manifest and create beauty in this world. And the earth is already beautiful. You know, it's not like we have to add anything to it. <laughs> We're beautiful no. ourselves, you know. It's just... It's just what do you want to do with your time here? So there's definitely agenda being played out globally as, as you know, there's no debating that, you know, from the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab, and they've written books about this from the Rockefeller um, intention that they would like to see out. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, they, there's certain people out there that want to and are manifesting and turning their dreams into reality. Most of their dreams are based off insecurities and fears. I mean, you can see it. Mm. If you study human psychology, all you see is these little people that have got a big stage. All you see is fear written across them, the way they speak. You look at any of our elected, <laughs> maybe I'll put elected in inverted commas. You know, let's let's just say, I mean, you look at Jacinta Ardern today being questioned. I, I shared it on my Telegram. You look at her, you look at Justin Trudeau, you look at these uh, Fauci's, you look at Bill Gates, for instance, the, the people that have got the world platform, the world stage through media, they're panicking. There's fear. There's not warmth and love and 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 support and building a beautiful world all you see is is restrictions is tyranny all of that emerges when you're insecure if these people are really fucking insecure you can see it in their eyes you can hear it in their voice when they speak i mean you 
go to my telegram and watch Jacinda Ardern today. Go and watch Justin Trudeau today in Canadian Parliament. There's nothing authentic there. There's no life in these people's eyes. You watch Bill Gates. And, you know, the, to answer your question, where's it going to go? I don't, the simple answer is I don't know um, on a global scale. One thing I've come to realise over the years is human beings tend to not change until they are suffering or in great amounts of pain. And perhaps for a global change to happen, perhaps the human population as a whole needs to feel that pain and suffering before people stand up. You know, we've seen protests happen all around the world. We're watching the truckers go through the process now in Canada. And I, I've attended one rally last year and spoke at it. And I probably will never speak at another one. It wasn't for me. I'll probably no, never protest in a, in a way that people protest. Uh, I've got my own expression of how I communicate, um, but standing there with a sign and, and asking or demanding my freedoms be returned, that's, that's not my path, you know, and I full respect to people that do that, but I don't think that'll do fuck all, you know. I, I don't think it'll do anything. I've said from the start, I said, this will change on a global scale when the people that have believed in the system, the medical system, the pharma, pharmaceutical industry, the government, the financial institutions, when those people that have dedicated their life to trusting in these organizations, when they no longer trust in those organizations, that's when you're going to see massive change. When the population that has believed the mainstream media over the last two years and decades before, when they start to question and, and when they get angry or upset or like, what the fuck? You guys have been lying to me? You know what it's like. It's like if your partner lies to you, you've trusted them for so long, you fuck, you're like, what? Mm. Your business partner or whoever it is, your best mate, you what? I trusted you. When that happens, you know, it isn't going to come from the people protesting down at fucking camper or you know, on the streets or at a march or a rally. Because those people have already, they've never believed in the fucking system. <laughs> the yeah. Majority of the ones, I mean, think about it, the ones that are there now, you know, and no disrespect, you know, I get it, you know, and I applaud them for what they're doing. But they already know. Hmm. They already know. What difference are they going to make? Wait till the 90%, wait till the 80, 70, 80, 90% of people that have believed in the system just say, we're not having it, as David Icke would say. We're not having it. Mm. We're not wearing the mask. We're not taking the fifth fucking jab or the 10th jab. Whenever it gets to for these people to go, no more. I mean, yeah. I, said, I, I haven't even had to say no more. I haven't worn a mask in two years. I fly 
I go to the airports, I fly around, I walk past police. Nobody asks me a fucking thing. I smile at them. They give me the nod. I'm the only one in the airport that I can see that doesn't wear a mask. But I refuse to do that. I refuse to play in a fairy tale or a nightmare, whatever, which way you want to do it. I will navigate my life as I see fit. Lock me up before I wear a fucking mask. Yeah. Lock me up before you put a fucking injection in me. Kill me if you need to, but I will not comply with any of this fucking nonsense. And when the people that have complied find out the truth and really and feel the truth that they've been lied to and deceived and what they have lost by doing the so, loss of income, loss of family connection, loss of business, loss of respect for themselves. When that happens on mass, and it's interesting because I, I, again, I've said it from the start, it will come from a place where you least expect it. So don't expect it from the activists. Don't expect it from me or anybody else. It'll come so far from left field that no one will see it coming. And, you know, I'm, <laughs> patience is, again, it, it's coming. I mean, I saw it today in the news, you know, parents can't go to their school in Victoria where their kids go unless the parents have had three jabs. Yeah, I've read that. And apparently, yeah. according to him, Andrews, apparently he made an error. He apologised for that. He said it was a fuck up. Is, was, it, was it really a fuck <laughs> up or was that him thinking, shit, I think I pushed a bit too far? Yeah, but here's the thing. I mean, the evidence over the last few months, like the real evidence, says that these vaccines, they only... Their statistics, you know, the official ones, say that it lasts two or three or four months best. Mm. So what's going to happen? Are they going to enforce people to have another jab every three months or two months or when they realise it don't do fuck all every month, subscription-based medicine, and then mm. you can't go see your kid at school or pick them up from school or whatever it may be? And again, this is what's going to happen, just like the media, the politicians and the health bureaucrats, they're just going to double down. As more evidence comes out, they have a choice. Go, fuck. We actually made a mistake here. We're really, really sorry for the harm that we've caused and for the disruption to your normal life. They could go that way. But history will tell you that People apologising and saying we got it wrong. I mean, that'll just open up a can of a can of worms, like with class action lawsuits that will make oh, anything imagine. prior to this just pale. So, what are they going to do? They're going to have to double down and triple down. So, what I think is the future. I, I, I dare say that they'll probably push for two or three vaccines per year per person, per child, per adult. And guess what's going to happen? We know it. Dr. Peter McCulloch, other doctors from around the world, they say every time you get a jab, it lowers your immune system. It hurts your immune system. Mm. So the more that they enforce this, the more they jab people, the sicker the people are going to become. And there's only so many stories that they can 
can sort of create. I mean, we've seen it, the memes are out there, you know. How many heart, heart issues are they promoting now in all the mainstream media about it's climate change, it's too much this, it's not enough this, except the, the, the elephant in the room is the only thing that's changed is the vaccine. The only thing that's changed is the vaccine, but none, none of them will admit it. So mm. how many people that have trusted are going to keep going along and say, okay, shoot me up three or four times a year. Until those people, every time they get jabbed, they're going to get sicker. And that, this isn't a conspiracy. They will get sicker because it's far, it's, it's just, it's disobeying the laws of nature. Mm. When we disobey the laws of nature, we suffer the consequences. When we don't eat according to our species, a species-specific diet, we suffer the consequences. When we don't sleep according to the circadian rhythms of nature, we suffer the consequences. When we inject foreign toxins into our body, we suffer the consequences. I mean, this isn't fucking rocket science. This is just basic fucking mm. one plus one equals two. It's just understanding how nature works and we are nature and that every time humans have tried to fuck with nature, it doesn't bode well. No. <laughs> and again, we're, we've, we've got to this point where it's just, you know, again, patience, you know. There's, there'll be people out there having their six fucking injection while there's so many of us that will have a zero. Yeah, and, and we're still doing fine. But, exactly. It, it's it's, it's so not just us. There's is... so many stories about that happening with people that um, I know, family and friends who haven't had it, um, can't catch it. Oh, I can't catch it if I tried. It, it, funnily enough, not funnily enough, but I guess ironically you can say that at my old job where I was um, stood, well, ultimately sacked for not complying with the mandate, every single person bar one or two has got covid passed it around, whatnot. And there's me who they stood down for it. And I can't catch it if I've tried to catch it. It's impossible. That just goes to show you. And I'm, there's, I'm sure that's because that's everywhere. Let's be honest. We're hearing stories about that everywhere. It's not just me. Um, but, but yeah. And what you're seeing is an increase in other viruses and the frequency and the intensity um, of it. We had this thing with the flu at the end of last year in the UK. Um, similar thing, and this is going to happen, as you said, because it tends, it seems to be affecting immune systems, in particular the T cells. Yeah, it's it's it, it's a recipe for disaster, and you know we 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 have the ability to say no. But um, we we have no right to say no because we're not doctors, Pete. That's the problem. We we have no right to. Uh, to speak about any of it because we're not doctors, we're not qualified. Yeah, well, with... <laughs> it, it'll be interesting to see what plays out over the years with with the frontline health workers continually taking these things. You know, it, it we have the ability to live long, healthy, sustainable lives. Again, it, it's a choice. From day one of this scam, I've said, 
you know, now would be a really good time to concentrate on your health as one of your number one priorities in life, your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. But now is always the perfect time to concentrate on, on your health, mm. you know. It's, um, and it doesn't need to be complicated to concentrate on your health. Good food, good water, good sleep, good relationships, good movement, and connecting to nature. Like, it's fucking simple. It's so fucking simple. It's so simple. <laughs> you, don't to, you don't need to read a book. You don't need to read a book about it. You don't need to do a course for it. You don't need to come to a wellness retreat that we've opened to, to understand it. I mean, it's so fucking simple. Mm. So simple. It's so anyway, simple. And we, 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 that's, that's, uh, I'll just put it out there. No, you're right. That now more than ever, I'll say it again. If this isn't your priority, healthy mind, healthy body, healthy spirit, and getting to know who you are, falling in love with yourself, all of yourself, all of the bits that you dislike about yourself, love them, accept them, share them. This is the way through. It's the only way through. The only way through this is going in. And we saw Djokovic yesterday, you know, the king of tennis, saying basically, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm happy to walk away because I'm not putting that thing in my body. He knows. Most people know intuitively, instinctively. We're so fucking intelligent. Our innate intelligence, our intuition, we know, people know what is right for them. No doctor needs to tell you what is right for you. No politician needs to tell you what is right for you. No health bureaucrat needs to tell you what is right for you. Just have to ask yourself, does this benefit me? Does this make sense? Eating fast food every day, you know it. No one has to tell you that eating junk food every day isn't good for you. Taking pharmaceutical drugs with wild side effects. Nobody needs to tell you that you feel. What does it feel like? And so on and so forth. Staying up all night watching TV after midnight. Nobody needs to tell you that's, that's a bad thing to do. Once you've experienced it, you wake up the next day, you feel groggy. In fact, that wasn't really smart, was it? Drinking alcohol, getting pissed, waking up with a hangover, going, that probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. Imagine if I did that every day. How would my life be? How would I feel? Mm. So the solution is simple. And again, if everybody lived by the simple natural laws, You wouldn't watch mainstream media. You wouldn't be lining up to get tested. You wouldn't be wearing a mask because a mask, you know, there's no evidence. The only evidence tells you that it will make you sicker. Social distancing is complete nonsense. It actually stops you from evolving. We have trillions of viruses in, in us, on us and around us. We know that human isolation is deadly for us mentally 
oppressive for us. You know, that's why people put prisoners in fucking isolation, solitary confinement. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, since the start of this thing, everything they're doing, nothing makes sense unless it's a form of torture. And, you know, I, 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 it's not that you choose freedom or you choose sovereignty because you don't have to choose it. You have it. You are free. You are sovereign. You just express it. You don't need to tell anybody. Like when I walk around the airports or the plane or the thing, no one asks me anything. If they do, I just say I'm exempt. I don't say I have a medical exemption. I just say I'm exempt. I'm not fucking wearing it. <laughs> You'd be surprised if people I'm don't exempt. wear it. Yeah, I, I, like I'm, I'm exempt from that narrative. Hmm. It's as simple as that. No, I do not play in that world, that reality that you're, that you're playing in. I choose not to. It's actually, it's not a choice. I'm just, you can play in it if you like. I'm not playing in it. It's, it's a big it's, fucking it, game. That's again, exactly what it's like. It's so simple. And imagine if everybody did that with their workplace. That mandated it. I'm not playing it. Hmm. What are you going to do? Are we going to fire you then? Okay, fire me. Wait for, the, wait for the legal recourse. It's coming. It may not come this year, but as soon as that door opens, once that domino falls, fuck. Game over. All of these fuckwits are going to go down. Hey, well, I can't wait. It's, it's, it's going to happen. It's, it's inevitable because the truth will always come out. So... You know, it may be difficult for, for many at the, at the time, but like you, you can adapt. It's the one thing human beings are so good at doing is adapting. It, it, that's, that's like our superpower. Yeah. We're so good at adapting. Human beings, we, we can adapt so fucking quickly to any situation. And... You know, one of the things we run here at the wellness retreat, one of the, some of the things we offer here is an ice bath and a sauna um, and breath work. And, and one of the things we say to people is this weekend is about getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm. We will nourish you with beautiful food, but at the same time, we're going to put you in, we're going to offer you the opportunity to be uncomfortable. And we invite you to try to find comfort in the uncomfortable, in the uncomfort, uncomfort that you're going to experience. Because it's just mind over matter. You know, three minutes in an ice bath, you're not going to hurt yourself. It's just uncomfortable. But the benefit, you know, the physiological benefits is, is profound. But more so, it's about being comfortable in the uncomfortable and, and, and being comfortable in the uncertainty of life. You know, nothing's, nothing's certain except death, but then at the same time, we're eternal. So it's a paradox. But if we can become comfortable in the uncertainty that is happening all around us, and it will always be uncertain because, again, as I said, nearly 8 billion people painting the reality individually and collectively. We're on the ride together and individually. Again, it's a paradox. So, yeah, enjoy the discomfort and the uncertainty. And 
you'd be amazed at how, how much you can handle. And then you can transform that or transmute that into, into strength. And again, it's just getting to know yourself. So that's my, that's my ramble. No, my dad, look, I need to come up to that wellness retreat and, and jump in the ice bath. You know, I've done the cold showers, the many cold showers, but I'm yet to, I think I did one ice bath when I was about 15 when I was playing footy, but I haven't done one since then. So I want to give it another crack. So, but mate, listen, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It's, um, mate, it, it's, it's, you're a wealth of knowledge and I love your approach to different things and your outlook. It's always positive and upbeat. But, uh, mate, I'll be sure to, to get to that wellness retreat at some point. Sounds very great, interesting. Mate. I'll cook you, uh, I'll cook you a, a, a lovely meal, my wife. Oh, my love to nourish people with good food. Mate, from, if it's anything like your telegram, the, the meals you post on there, mate, sign me up. Well, it's interesting. At the wellness retreat, we sort of have, have – we don't have rules as such, but we have um, – we have preferences and one of the things we say is don't expect um, to come here and for it to be a weekend of like what my telegram posts are like, except for the food. Um, we encourage people not to talk about vaccines and the mandates and what's going on in the world. You know, it's, it is basically, and just to give you an idea, I don't spend all day looking at and sharing it. It might seem like I do, but, you know, the majority of my day is, is cooking and eating and, and being with my family and, working and and working on the land or in nature and surfing and having fun um but i do post a lot but it doesn't take up a lot of my time so yeah anybody that comes to the wellness retreat don't think you're going to get bombarded with uh, alternative views of, of the political situation because i actually don't talk about it at all because it's one of my rules it's like no no we, we're gonna we're gonna detach from that on the weekend we're just going to get to know each other and uh, give you, give you a chance to, again, to experience some, some different things such as ice baths and um, saunas and breath work and body work and delicious food. Not that people don't have delicious food at home, but uh, at least they don't have to cook it <laughs> cook it for themselves on the weekend. So, so they get nourished in that way. And, and we do the dishes too. So you don't, you don't have to do it. Oh, sorry, babe. It's all done for, but listen, mate, I, I um no, it's definitely something I'm interested in because that's one thing I've noted. Mate, is you, the more you can make yourself uncomfortable by any means, whether it be an ice bath, cold shower. Cold shower is hard enough for most people at first. Trust me, to jump into a cold shower. Uh, but make yourself uncomfortable because you can't really build mental strength if you spend your entire life comfortable. It, it's not going to happen. So you need to step out of that, and mate, that's something that I'll definitely look into because the, have you heard of a, a place called um, was it inner space? Uh, I haven't, but tell me about it. No, so it's out at um, Wilton, Appen Way. And it, it's just a retreat. Um, it's a huge retreat there, and they, they meditate and um, eat plant-based meals. Um, but I, I, I'd done a bit of work there with my older brother back in the day. Um, and, mate, it's an incredible spot. It's so peaceful. And, you know, that's so important for us to step out of this rut, like this rut, Sydney traffic, the, the fuck it's nonstop. It just goes from the minute you wake up to the minute you not off at night. It's just go. And it's not good. And part of the reason why I think that we've got a huge problem with conditions like dementia and Alzheimer's, I really believe that's part of it. The, the stress that we're under human beings aren't supposed to be under this amount of stress 
for prolonged periods of time. We'll have parts, sure, bursts of stress, uh, but not the prolonged unnecessary stress that we face living in a city um, in today's day and age. So, mate, I support anything that gets people away from that shit and, and into an environment where they're comfortable, they can relax, they can think, you know, even just left alone with their own thoughts for a period of time and to do things that they normally wouldn't do, example, ice baths. But um, I know it's very interesting, so I'll be sure to look into that more, definitely. Whereabouts is that um, held at? Uh, we're just behind Mwollomba, so an hour from the Gold Coast Airport or an hour from Ballina Airport or an hour and 15 from Ballina Airport. But, um, yeah, the difference that we offer is um, we don't do plant-based, we do, um, do meat-based. So we've got seafood, just picked up uh, some beautiful lamb shoulder. We serve offal uh, on the weekend too. So it's, um, as, as, as mentioned, we nourish you with uh, all the good foods that support human beings. So um, come on up and uh, have an Getting awful sausage with us, brother. Brother, I'd love to, honestly. <laughs> awesome. big... Listen, pleasure. Thank you very much, Peter. I appreciate it. Cheers, Chris. Thanks, everybody, for listening and uh, watching too. Have a great day. Love you all.